Hello everyone, welcome again to my podcast, The Journey of a Podding Data Scientist with Joshua Matthew. Today we're going to be talking about distribution plots. This is one of the exciting kinds of plots that you'd find out there because it relates directly to um, statistical distribution, measure of central tendency, measure of spread or dispersion, and so it's more practical. And before we begin, I would appreciate if you can maybe get your browser open while listening to this podcast so that we can have more visual context to what I'll be explaining. Uh, Without wasting much of your time, I'm just going to dive right into it. So distribution plots, what does this mean? How do you utilize distribution plots? Of what importance is it? It's actually a plot that just gives you insight on how data is distributed, basically like the measure of central tendency, how spread out your data is. So it kind of gives you um, viable insights about the nature of your data in a snapshot. The first on my list is histogram. And histogram basically visualizes distribution of a single numerical variable that is it shows you how a single numerical variable um, kind of performs over a certain distribution so generally histograms shows where values are concentrated you can easily detect outliers if you have a picture opened of histograms now you'd see that the the high frequency portion is where you have more concentration. The least um, frequency portion of your histogram is where you have lesser concentration. And so it's quite important that you get the dynamics of histogram as they can be very useful in giving you quick insights about your data. And the design practice here is you should try different number of bins, like a data interval. So when you are setting up your histogram using, say, Matplotlib, for instance, uh, you need to specify your bin. And it's very advisable that you try different number of bins so that you can have better visualization per iteration of your histogram plot. Yeah, that's very very important and uh, you can as well notice your bell curve to, you can also notice your skewness all of these I have covered in um, getting started with statistics for data science so it gets more lively here when you can see all of those theories in action the next on my list is the density plot The density plot basically um, is a variation of histogram, right? And as well, it uses kernel smoothing to show the smoother distribution of numerical variable. So what the density plot does to show the, how different distribution of various variables, how maybe various variables that is in consideration are distributed it helps you see that difference it helps you see the variation or compare the distribution of different variables 
and sometimes the density plot is like the curve you have over your histogram right so you can actually use density plot to compare what's happening between um, one or two variables just I don't want to put it in too much perspective but one or two variables that is being distributed over time and has a density instead of a frequency you know in histogram you have frequency on the vertical axis and your val your value of the variable on the horizontal axis but on the density plot you have density on the vertical axis and your value for each variable on the horizontal axis actually they are going to be shared and when you have say three variables that you're comparing you get to see them and see how they are distributed so it's just like having multiple distribution on a, a, a single plot that's basically what density plot does just to give you the density of each distribution stacked on each other so it's almost like a stacked area chart that we discussed in our last episode and the design practice for density plot is that you use contrasting colors for the density of multiple variables and try to make it transparent as well just like the design practice you have for stacked area charts try to contrast and make sure that they are transparent so that we can see what's happening with the other variables density as well you know it's a distribution it, it has like multiple bell curves stacked on each other and i mean by depth not by height now so you want to see what the density curve of the um, variable a which is behind variable b looks like you want to see what the density curve of variable c which is behind a and b looks like so it has to be transparent so your um, audience will be able to see the difference in density distribution of all variables involved uh, next up is the box plot the box plot is one of the most interesting plots that um, is very useful in the field of data science because it gives you aside from the distribution the normal distribution or measure of dispersion and central tendency it shows you interquartile range it shows you your q1 your q your q2 your q3 your q4 you're able to also see your median it's very it's like the um one size fits all of plots for statistical distribution so you are able to see your median you are able to see your um, project your mean you're able to understand where your 75th percentile is and your 25th percentile is as well so it's very important for you to know where to apply these box plots as it shows you multiple statistical measurements um, and when you're looking at a box plot just to explain in case you have um, a box plot on a chart you have the whiskers the whiskers are like those like two points protruding out of the rectangle that you have the vertical rectangle you have those two points usually in dotted lines are called the whiskers and then the boundaries above them shows you the minimum and the maximum boundary just try to google it and see what it looks like so 
the box in itself shows you the distribution and the line that is in the box tells you the median tells you where the median is of that distribution then the top part of the box is your 75th percentile the lower part of the box is your 25th percentile the lower boundary is the initial starting point of your data considered then the upper boundary is the maximum starting um, ending point of your data being considered then your some some box plots you tend to see droplets like coming out of the going off of the upper boundary or lower boundary these are called outliers they were unable to be centralized into the rectangle because the rectangle is ideally supposed to cover all of your data distribution and when you have outliers you can easily see them as shooting off the box plot so if the box plot is one size fits all actually if you want to quickly see what's happening statistically in the data set that is given you you, you can just use a box plot and outrightly you can tell what's happening right there when you look at it uh, next is the violin plot now the interesting thing about violin plots really is how it combines the combines multiple kinds of plots right the violin plot combines the box plot the density plot to show you what is happening in your data so you see the violin plot if you're able to visualize it you see how it embodies you see something like an embodiment of the box plot so inside the violin plot you'll be able to see the rectangle of a box plot you see the whiskers of a box plot and you'll be able to tell the median of the box plot and just like it is with the box plots the top part is the um, 75th um, percentile the lower part is the 25th percentile the whiskers are telling you your maximum and minimum your distribution your interquartile range and many more information could be derived from the density plot for the violin plot there's going to be a white dot that is the median then the whiskers which are extending are going to be the thick black line that's just like you see in the box plot and the thick black bar is in the quartile range just like in the box plot as well design practice is you scale the axis accordingly so that the distribution is clearly visible and not flat the, the density embodiment will show you how much weight so to speak that particular um, data set carries you can use the density plot to compare multiple data sets it's, it's very friendly user friendly although can be complex at times but when you get more familiar with it it becomes easier and easier to use by the day there are different ways to implement them so that is it for the distribution plots i hope you i hope you've learned something please remember to 
research these things remember to check um, google check to get a better visualization put these things in context and if you can begin to look into creating all of plot all of these plots using python or any of the visualization tool presently what i'm using is python uh, using the matplotlib library in python so you can as well do the same next week we're going to be looking at dual plots which is going to be the last plot we'll be looking at and have a quick summary of all we've learned before moving towards other aspects of this journey it's very exciting and thrilling do have a wonderful day thank you very much bye